What is up, guys? Welcome to the Social Bamboo Podcast, teaching only the fastest and most sustainable social media growth strategies out there. I'm your host, Derek Fidel. In this show, we don't just talk about social media growth from a follower perspective. We talk about it from a sales perspective. And if you know anything about me, you know that I've got an extensive direct sales career behind me before I did online marketing. And this is something that I saw rookie salesmen make this mistake all the time. I even saw people who were years into the business making this mistake. And it is so easy to make. It is so hard to catch yourself on. And it is absolutely detrimental to a sales process because it will make you come across as salesy. It will make you high pressure, even though you're not trying to be high pressure at all. Uh, A lot of fears that people have out there. I know a lot of you beginner salesmen are like, I don't want to be high pressure. And you're not trying to be, but this is one of the ways that a lot of new sales reps are accidentally high pressure. So today I'm just giving you this single tip and I'll probably give you multiple examples or you know talk about it until I feel my point is completely explained. Uh, but before we get into the episode today, welcome guys. If you're new here, consider subscribing if you like the content that you hear today. We are blitzing two episodes a week every Monday and Thursday morning right now. So be sure you're subscribed if you want to keep in the loop. This is allowing me to not only cover more of my tactical episodes like today's, but it's uh, making it so I can sneak in a lot of like Instagram updates along the way. So to get the social media news first, be sure you're subscribed to the podcast. Anyways, let's get back to the show. Today we are talking about the thing that really screws up a bunch of new salesmen and really any salesman that gets to a point of desperation or they feel like they haven't been getting a lot of sales as of recent uh, will go into this mindset and start to make this mistake. And this mistake is simply that your tone is continuously implying that you make commission. Even if you're saying all of the right things, your tone does this ascending pattern when it asks questions that essentially tells the customer that you're hoping which option they would pick or that you are hoping that you get the sale so that you can make commission. Uh, It just is implying what you want the customer to do, um, but just with your tone, and it just sounds very desperate. So to give you an example, uh, someone uh, trying to handle an objection, maybe the customer gives the objection, I really wanna talk to my spouse. And if you're coming from a point of desperation, you haven't closed a lot of sales recently, so really the easiest way to get rid of you doing this is to sell a lot. Uh, But you know, if you're in a position where you're like, I'm not selling anything, what's going on? You may be doing something like this. You say, okay, yeah, we can talk to your husband. Um, Is there any way that you think you could maybe do it without him though? And then uh, we can uh, give him a call later and just, you know, once you get home, you can make sure that he loves it. And then we can process that return if you want. Do Do you think we could do anything with that? Or another example would be if you're trying to upsell something. So someone already bought something and then you want to say, hey, if you want to add on this, um, I'm looking around my room, I'm just going to say coffee cup. If you want to add on this coffee cup, I can do that for 20% off. So 
if you're upselling it correctly, you would just say, hey, just so you know, since you're buying this order right here, if you want to add on a coffee cup, it would actually be 20% off. And you're not implying what you want them the customer to do. If you say, hey, just so you know, when you're buying this, you actually could get the coffee cup 20% off. And that's that rising tone that I was talking about. I'm using exaggerated examples, but even if you do a fraction of this, it turns the tables in the wrong direction. Basically, when a customer perceives you as high pressure, it's when they think the sale is you versus them. And your job to make it a very low pressure setting is you want the customer to feel like you're on their side and you're essentially versus the company. And a lot of times this is your own company, um, but for some of you, maybe you're in sales and you know, you're know you not the person who actually makes the products or there's a lot of other people who are involved with it. You're trying to make it seem like you and them are working together to get a crazy deal from the company that like no one else is getting. It's kind of giving that impression. And doesn't always have to be a crazy deal, but that they're just getting some extra kind of service. They're so glad to be working with you for whatever reason. And you want to just give this impression that you and them are on the same side. And when you say stuff like, just so you know, if you wanted to add that on, it would be 20% off if you added it to today's order. You are saying, I'd really like it if you did it. It would really help me out. And you're, you're already like knowing that they're going to say no. Like when the salesman does this, they pretty much already know they made the mistake, even though they're not comprehending exactly how they made the mistake. They're like, oh, I'm supposed to upsell. I better do it. Even if you're like at a drive through window, if they say, hey, did you want to go to the combo for two bucks more versus just so you know, if you get the combo, it's two bucks more, you get about three bucks worth more of food for two bucks. So if you want that, that is an option for you. And just letting them know why it makes sense for them and them being like, wait, do you even make commission is the tone and the vibe that you want to get off. They most likely still know that you make commission, but if you can get the person even questioning, like, I don't even know if this guy makes commission. He really is just like, seems to be on my side against the company. Man, this is like my in. This is like my guy. This is like my friend in the diamond business, right? This is the person that's going to give you that extra into the company to get you that deal that they couldn't have otherwise have gotten. And if you have that, you know, I'm on the same side as you, uh, feeling with the customer, they're going to trust you. They're going to buy more. They're really just going to be receptive of every upsell that you give them, every suggestion you give them, even if your suggestion is recommending a bigger package. Because if you say, just so you know, the bigger package, like one step up above the size of package you guys are looking at, it's a better deal. It also comes with this, which if you do this, you know, that might be useful. That would be useful for you. Okay, perfect. Based on what you guys are telling me, um, I, I'll, I'm just going to show you what the bigger package comes with because I think it might be a better value for you. If you say it like that, then they're like, oh, he's not trying to screw us over, right? He's just coming to us with these suggestions like, okay, based on what you're saying, which is another great sales tip, right? You want to get into a position where the customer essentially told you to go into that bigger package rather than you just recommending it out of nowhere, right? So maybe you ask some questions. Do you ever do this? Do you ever do that? 
that makes them say yes, and then you can rightfully recommend a bigger package. This is difficult without going into random examples, so I hope this is easy for you guys to translate into your own company of just what's a bigger offer that you might want to recommend to them. You know, maybe here's a random example. You're selling hot tubs. You're selling a four-person hot tub. You want to get them to a six-person hot tub. What do you do? Well, as you could guess, you probably say, so uh, how do you guys ever have uh, six pe- six or more people over? Or uh, or if you want to be an even better salesman, you would say, oh, do you guys have family that lives in the area? Oh, awesome. Cool. Who lives in the area? Oh, your aunt and uncle. Cool. They have kids too. Sweet. And basically, you're just trying to extract this information. Then you'd be like, okay, so you guys do like the holidays at your house sometimes. Okay, well, it sounds like you guys might have more than four people sometimes. The six-person hot tub is a lot more discounted than the four. Are you curious to see what that would look like? That is how you can upsell, right? So like I just asked some questions uh, or, you know, I was even more secret about it. If you want to ask questions like, could you ever see yourself using six people? They already know what you're going to do, right? They're You're going to recommend this six-person hot tub after. So they're not going to answer truthfully. But if you start asking how many people live in the area, oh, cool, you do the holidays together, you've already extracted the information. Then you can already be like, well, it sounds like you might have more than four people. Sometimes you want to see what that bigger hot tub would look like. All right, so this is a another sales lesson that I would get into. And And these are things I'm going to sprinkle in throughout the episodes because if you don't understand sales psychology, coming by sales, regardless of what you do, is going to be really difficult. So um, reach out to me and let me know if you like some of these sales tips episodes. Let me wrap up a little bit more around this point, though, and then we'll sign off for today and talk next week. Um, But the main thing is make sure your tone is never implying that you're desperate for a sale or two is implying that you make commissions slash that you want them to do something, okay? Um, You need to have a, I don't care what your answer is because if the customer feels backed into a corner, the answer will always be no. And that's why you may have heard the term push away close. If you ever have a customer that's like, ah, I don't know, I I don't think I want it. Like you can tell that they're feeling some pressure from you the way that you would get them off of feeling like they're being backed into a corner is you would just quickly say something like, oh, I'm sorry, like, I really don't care if you do it. I'm just letting you know, like, it makes no difference to me. So please, if you wouldn't use the product, by by no means don't, you know, by all means, don't get it. Um, but I was just thinking because you said this and this, that's why I was recommending it. Um, you know, apart from the money aspect of this, is this a product that you think you could, you would use if you had it? you would, okay, let me see if there's anything I can do if I put it on this current order of yours. Okay, yeah, it looks like I can discount it. Yep, yep, it qualifies you for the discount. Yeah, so you would be able to get 20% off if you'd add it onto this order. You wanna do that? All right, cool. Right, so this tone, this conversational flow that they're just like, I don't even know if this dude's a cashier or a sales rep, okay? And that's kind of how to also look at it. If you are working at Best Buy and someone came up with a TV and you guys were running a special that anyone who bought a TV could get 90% off of a Roku player to attach onto the TV and the person comes with the TV and you've got all the Roku players right there at the register, are you a jerk for letting them know about the deal? 
No, uh, you're a jerk if you don't let them know about the deal, right? So only the person who thinks they have like all this commission to make, you know, thinks it's all about them. So if you just think, hey, why would the customer want to know about this deal? Why would the customer not want me to handle their objection? Like, you know, hey, did that work? You know, can we just get it without your spouse and then see if that works, right? You want to be like, oh yeah, well, what do you think your spouse would say if they were here? Got it. Okay. Okay. Yep. And then just you're maintaining an almost neutral level of tone. It's friendly. It's still positive. But I'm going to leave you with this one last tip here. And this is probably an episode in itself later. The sale is won or lost in the salesman's mind, typically long before the decision is actually made in the customer's mind. So as the customer is giving you these objections and such, and you want to go into this tone where you're like getting weaker and weaker with the tone, there's a lot of times that you've probably, you probably can already go back to some experiences if you've done enough sales, is that you're like, you know what? I felt like I gave up on that sale before the customer actually did. Maybe you were trying to sell something at a booth and they came up and you thought, oh, they're not going to buy it. And you kind of tried to dismiss them or say, yeah, well, no problem. Let me know if you have any questions. And then they just keep asking you questions and you're not exactly sure how to go about it. Um, the sale is usually not lost. So don't count yourself out from you know anything they say as means of they're not going to buy until they've given you a direct no or walked away from your booth or gotten off the phone, there is still a chance that they might buy. And as soon as you think they won't, the sale is lost. So even though you, your hunch might be right, eh, I don't think they're going to buy, you need to do everything you can to not entertain that thought of, oh, they're not going to buy because there's a lot of times that they actually had not made up their mind yet. They had maybe just been giving you a lot of objections that seemed like they weren't interested. But a lot of times these objections are actually the customer indicating they have interest in your product. So you just need to maintain your confidence, maintain your calm, don't let your tone and imply desperation and just stick with it and just answer their questions and just know, hey, if they don't buy, I don't care because I don't. you don't make commission, remember? That's the level of uh, you know, trust we're trying to build with them, the, the level that they don't even feel like you make commission. And that is largely done by you completely disregarding the fact that you make commission during that sale. You're not adding up how much money you'd make or anything like that. Because as soon as you start doing that, your tone will change and you won't even realize what you did wrong because you could say everything right, but you did it with this tone of desperation or one that implied what you wanted people to do and that's where they felt the pressure, and that's why they backed off away from you. So I hope this was valuable for you guys. Again, subscribes are super appreciated. Reviews are even more appreciated. If you scroll down just on the podcast page on Apple Podcasts, you can leave a review, whatever stars you want to give it, and you don't even have to write a review. So writing a review is even more helpful, but if you just want to throw down some stars, that would be awesome too. Thanks so much, guys. Have a great weekend, and I will see you Monday morning. Thank you.